podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. I'm Quiddy. I'm Jay. Got a good few subjects to go over today, so we're just going to dive right into it. So, what I wanted to start on today, something I didn't really want to have to go back to, but from what I've seen on Twitter, it's something that needs bringing up again, and that's the abuse of Nico Williams. I think it's just absolutely pathetic. It was a game we were 5-0 up in, and yeah, fair enough, the lads made a mistake. Got no problem with being critical of him making a mistake, but going out there and saying, you're shit and you shouldn't be playing for Liverpool, can't wait till you fuck off, this, that and the other, is just absolutely pathetic. As I say, we ended up winning the game 7-2. What exactly does that achieve by slating and abusing the lad? It's pathetic. I just can't get my head around it. So I think um, people haven't watched St Alexander-Arnold when he came through. He was absolutely dog shit defending. He could cross a ball. You could see potential was there and you back him because of it. And people need to do the same for Nico Williams. He's going to be a great player, whether it's Adels or somebody else in the future, but he's going to be a great player. So just back him, just support him. I think if you wouldn't go out your way and write a letter to him and say how bad he is, then why tweet him? It's the same, exact same thing. You don't. There's no need to do it. And you can see it. He's only a young player. He's going to be checking Twitter a lot. Why would you do it? Encourage him and support him like you do all the other players. Baffles me. So if, if Salah had a bad game, you wouldn't get people on Twitter going you shit we should sell you get out of Liverpool because it's Salah but do you think it's alright because it's Nico Williams the lad 19 Trent wasn't as good as him at 19 in my opinion as as Williams is now I think Williams is at a, is, is at a more progressed stage than Alexander-Arnold was at the same age in terms of his I just think he's I think he's a bit more well-rounded than Trent at that age yeah, I think but he's not going to improve his game if he doesn't play we all discussed Trent being a midfielder as soon as we seen him, didn't we? You've, Nico Williams is an out and out right back, and you can tell that. I think Trent Alexander is, is a fantastic player, but as you say, Nico Williams looks more rounded for that position at this stage of his career. But as I said, if you're not going to write a letter to a player and give them help, don't tweet them. Don't tweet anyone. Go go to the pub and speak with your mates if you've got any, or if you're in your Mars loft going, ah, oh, Nico Williams is shit, then that's up to you. But just get a grip because it's, it's absolutely embarrassing our whole fan base and we all eat yeah. it's one of them and yeah I, I don't want to go on too much about that because I don't think it's something we should have to go on about in all honesty it's not our but, fans doing it it's not real fans we've discussed this before the, the support he got from proper fans is the same as Tsen got and it's the same as Fowler got and Owen got Mahwanaman got this is what happens a few dickheads have a go at young players coming through because he's rather replace him and spend forty mil on a right back. Yeah, it's it's just one of them. They're not real fans. They're the FIFA generation. They haven't got they haven't got large. So we need to just leave it there. But if you are one of them who, who's messaging football players hell and abuse, you need to have a little look at yourself because it's embarrassing. Yeah, like I say though, we will leave it there. I don't want to go on about it too much. But it was a uh, felt I felt that it was necessary that we had to touch on it again. Unfortunately. And hopefully that's the last time we do have to touch on it. Uh, so moving on straight away. Um, swiftly. <laughs> swiftly, indeed, yeah. Uh, we can finally talk about Thiago as a Liverpool player probably yes, after that little uh, ten, after that little special episode last time. How yeah. are we? How are we? I mean, I just... I, I always expected the deal to get done, but just that... I think I mentioned it on that little special episode. I think just the relief of the deal actually finally getting done. After all the speculation, you know, the, is he joining? Is he not? What nobody knew what was happening. You know, there was rumours buying off with him in a deal and stuff like that. And then for us to finally just like say, yeah, it's happening, it's done. But pretty much, it was just a relief. And then, like he come on against Chelsea, and it was just like, I think someone tweeted the scene, um, like bringing Thiago on when you two nil, when when you the other opposition's already down to ten men feels like cheating. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's that. it. It was an absolutely ridiculous performance from him. And people will say we're like exaggerating it because he's our player and that. But I've not, I don't think I've ever seen a footy player want the ball as much as he wants the ball since since Gerard. He wanted to be involved in every, every single pass. And it was an absolute breath of fresh air to watch. It was amazing. Yeah, he, he just... 
I don't know. He, he's got an air, as Javi Alonso, about him. Like, he's just always there. He's always willing. He's he's looking forward before he's even got the ball. He's looking what's on for him. And don't get me wrong yet. Not every pass worked out for him, but straight away he's he's offering a different dimension to the midfield. Like, and I think our attackers aren't used to some of the passes that he was trying to play. They weren't used to it. So some of these runs, they're gonna come. They just need more time working with Thiago, and eventually. You know, like we've got Arsenal uh, tomorrow. That's the type of game where they're going to sit back. We'll, we'll obviously touch on this a bit more, but um, it's the type of game where we know they're going to sit back. We've played them a couple of times in the last couple of months. We know they're going to sit back. It's the type of game that Thiago will open up completely. Just think he unlocks defences when you say about Alonso. I, I loved Alonso, but I think because we never replaced him, I think he gets. I think he's a bit like Scholes, where he gets hyped up now more. And I don't think it's as merited as, as we think because he wasn't a great defender. He was a defensive midfielder. He couldn't really defend. He couldn't throw a tackle in. He was in that sense. He was like Scholes. He always caught the man. I think Thiago's a bit more aggressive in that sense. A bit of a better defender, but his vision for that pass is just—it's just as good as Alonso's. It's, it's class. Yeah, He's absolutely. A, he, he, I, he honestly, I've never been in awe of a new signing like I have him when I was watching him. He just graced the pitch. He just looked. He looked a different level than anybody. Yeah. And when I've seen videos of him training, like we've seen him in, in that video where he's like Maradona controlling the ball and just fucking about. He, he just released a new one yesterday of him just messing out the ball, and you're just thinking, how's he done that? Yeah. There's a screenshot of I think it must be that video, and you've got about six of our players just watching him with just, the ball, yeah. and it's, it's like just, he is. He's just. I don't know. It's like. Like like we said about it, we don't really go out and buy a ready-made world-class player, and I think there is that little bit of an awe about him. So even the players are a bit like, oh now we this is Thiago, like, yeah. and I think you know you've got Blues and all that going on. Uh, Bayern Munich scored 159 goals last season. Thiago didn't get a single assist. Who gives a fuck? Well, he's not there to us. He sets up the play, though. Yeah. If if he sets he up, dictates the play. If he sets up a pass that leads to another five passes, that creates a goal. Yeah. It's that. It's the way he positions his body. This is what people who like slag Firmino often that he don't understand footy. The way he, what he does for the team without being directly involved in a goal is unbelievable. The same as Firmino, but Thiago, the way he positions his body to make it look like he's passing left and he passes right, he, he he's weird. He's and you can't buy well you can't read your board but <laughs> he's a he's a it's one of them players that plays with his head and he might not have to move all game yeah. but he's playing the game in his head and he's, he's that good that he can I think he's that caliber of player I always used to say it about like uh, like the likes of Andrea Perlo he's the type of player who could stand still in the middle of the pitch for 90 minutes not move a muscle in terms of actually physically moving but be the best player on the pitch yeah exactly and I think he's he's of that ilk, I think he's just he's that type of player. You know, if you give him as soon as he gets the ball, and I seen it. What did they say it with? I think it was a uh, the Everton game yesterday. Um, they were talking about Rodriguez, and as soon as he gets the ball, the Everton players know to to just make a run. Yeah. Because you'll find him, and Thiago was that, but I think he's another level again beyond that. Oh well, well. Like, and that's what it's going to bring. Like, if we think if we think Firmino creates so many chances for Mane and Salah. Like, I think Thiago is going to be the thing, is going to be the player that unlocks that elite level Firmino that we all know we can get to, but no one, no other fans can see. I think he's going to be key for Firmino. Like, and I think it, it, if you go back to when we uh, when we got to Kiev that season, Firmino got twenty seven goals that season, but a lot of that he was he had Coutinho playing behind him, so he was like the key that unlocked Firmino being the goal scorer as well as the creator. And I think Thiago is going to. Be, be that for him. Yeah, that's it. Firmino shown he can do both. Um, it's not even enough for me, you know, but he has. He's shown he can do. He can be a goal scorer in his position now because he's he's a leading number nine. People are saying he needs to be getting goals, but his role isn't to be in the box and score like a Danny Ings or like a Jota. His his role is to bring the centre halves out and the full backs out for the the two wingers to get in behind, and we get in behind. A number of times every week, he's doing his job. He's doing what the manager asks of yeah. And um, I think, as you say, Thiago, he'll release, he'll release for me, you know, into a different dimension now. Um, he doesn't, he won't have to come deep. He won't have to win the ball in midfield to create. He, he won't have to 
sp- spread the defence for yeah. the, the wingers to get in. Thiago will do that all on his own. Yeah, and I think Firmino, you know, he, he can afford now to be a, a little bit more selfish with the ball because he's got that bit of that extra bit of quality. Not that we haven't got quality in midfield. You've seen Henderson's pass against Chelsea, so we know we've got players that can do it. But Thiago's looking to do it every time he gets the ball. Whereas Henderson, I don't know. It's like I think Henderson as good as his passing is. Henderson has to wait for the opening, whereas Thiago creates the opening himself. No, but if you if, to be fair to Henderson, if you look at if you look at the footage of the Chelsea game before we've even got the ball, he tells Allison what to do when he gets it. He tells Mane what to do when Henderson gets it. No. Um, he says to Mane, cut, cut inside, cut inside, cut inside. Yeah. As soon as he gets it, he's off. So I think Henderson doesn't get the credit he deserves because he's Jordan he Henderson. Never will but, um, I think Henderson's passing is, is up there with, with some of the best. It's just Thiago, as, as a football brain, can see the pass before he's got the ball, and that's what. what yeah, that's, that's what, what you need. Changes into everyone. Yeah. What mixes them up a bit. He's just a different different class. Yes, absolutely. So, we're going to try and not talk about Thiago for the whole episode, yeah. And we're going to move Thiago. on to. Have uh, you Thiago? I think, I think we have, yeah. Uh, we've got the best Thiago in the league, that's for certain, after <laughs> yesterday, Jesus. Um, but no, the other new signing, which was probably a bit more out of the blue than uh, what Thiago was, and Diego, well, Diogo, Jota. Diogo, yeah. Um, happy with that signing? Yeah, I'm happy with any signing, because I said that last time, whoever Klopp signs, he, he wants. I, I, to be fair, I think this was meant to be a Pep Linder signing. So what I've heard, he's been the one who's been the front man saying he wants, he needs Jota. Uh, I can't say, I've seen loads of them. Um, I've seen his record. I've seen he scored sixteen goals for Wolves. Was that like just last season? I think that was Over, overall. No, he scored seventeen when he first went to them in the in the championship, yeah. and he got them promoted. But I'm not sure if it's since he's been a Premier League player. Yeah, I think he's got sixteen. I think it is. It's sixteen goals in the Prem for them. But it's what he again. It's what he does off the ball. It's the way I think Linda's called him a pressing monster. Yeah, he's um, he reminds me when I've seen the highlights of him of a, a bit of a dare quite. Yeah, yeah, I know. But he's that type of player that will, he'll press you, he'll run, he'll work his ass off for you, he'll get an important goals. Might not always be world class goals, but he'll work it into the ground. And yeah. We need that. I think we need we needed another attacker. No no disrespect, but even against Lincoln the other day, Divock Origi looked like he could have played for Lincoln. <laughs> he was just nowhere to be seen. He he wasn't he's got ability, we all yeah. know that, but he doesn't work hard enough and I think no. Jotter will I think Jota replaces him I think, in that pecking order. I think Divo Hadi, you know, he's he's one of them players who he, he he's just a, he's a weird like I don't know, he's just strange. Like he can do absolutely nothing for ninety minutes, but then he'll still get a goal. And like he's still, against Lincoln he didn't have a good game but he still got a goal and oh, assist. Of he, he's just he's that type of player. He, I think he's probably a bit of a a dirk out without the work right? he's, he's always gonna pop up with an important goal, but that's not necessarily what we need anymore. We need somebody who is going to be able to come in and make a difference where I don't think, you know, if if it's nil-nil against Sheffield United, is Divock Origi the person to bring on to break the deadlock? I don't know if he is sometimes, anymore. Sometimes, no, the, the thing with, with Origi is that we need to have the ball for him to make an impact. And sometimes, if you're playing Man City away and you need to, need to bring on a player that's going to win you the ball, you're gonna bring on Jota, yeah, because he's gonna he's gonna work hard to win the ball. Whereas a league, he just wants the ball delivered to him on a plate in front of goal. And don't get me wrong, he'll go down and folklore for forever as a Liverpool player. He he a legend. He is a legend. But I think realistically, we all know he's he's not he's n- he's not a caliber of player. Yeah, yeah. He's he's gonna be. He, he can come on and get a goal. I think. You saying both could come on and get a goal for Liverpool? Yeah, it's, but I think with Origi, it's everything that happened with Origi the last the last couple of seasons has been just by chance for him because obviously the season before we won the Champions League, we loaned him to the Wolfsburg. I think it was, wasn't it? Didn't have a good season there in Germany, and then we brought him back in sort of towards January, December, January time, and he's come in and scored a few crucial goals. But we've we've brought him in out of necessity, not because he might not. We don't know. Well, obviously, we don't know if he's trained well and deserves to get that chance. But we didn't have another option there to to bring into the fold because we needed somebody there. And he's come in. He's took his chance. Fair fair play to the lad. And like you say, it's going to go down in folklore. But 
I think over a long period of time, Divock Origi isn't going to deliver the quality that we need all the time. Where I think Jota is going to be a more consistent player than him. I think when I mean when I've seen Jota for Wolves, he's he's always been a good player. Um, I think he, he linked well with like with Jimenez up front for them. So I think if he can get a good understanding with the, you know the rest of the players around him. It's it's going to be good, and I think if you look at it back up front three now, if they all stay fit and they all stay, that is, Jota, Minamino, and Shakiri, you know, it it's a it's a fucking top quality back up front three, if you ask me. It is it's spot on. Um, another one, Minamino. I, I did say on another podcast when you look at Minamino and you look at Keita, and you look at the likes of Curtis Jones, they're going to be like new signings for us. So seeing them come into the fold and play as well as they have been. Um, I think Shakiri. I'd love to know what's going on with him because he's absolutely world class on his day. He really is. Yeah. Shutting, he's just got it in. He's just got it in the locker to produce something out of nothing. He's got it. He's got it there, and he works hard. He runs. He tracks back. He, he can cross up. He can do everything you want your attacking player to do. Yeah. But for some reason or another, I don't know whether he might be a little bit psychologically injury prone like Sturridge. Yeah, maybe. And he might be saying, listen, I don't feel it this week. But, um, you've got our backup teams looking sound. Yeah. And that's why you've got to trust the manager. Mightn't have to go out and spend 100 million on a player. Because, say, touching on Jota, players like him will work hard. But then you have got backup players like Arig, you can score goals as well. Yeah. Then you've got Shaqiri, Minamino. We're looking all right, lad. Yeah, I'm more good. confident this season than I was last. Really? Put it that way. Interesting, definitely. Um, um, yeah, no, I can understand it. Um, certainly, when you consider you bring Thiago into a winning team already, like it's it's Someone ridiculous. Laughed, and then laugh, laugh with Klopp about it, didn't he? Saying you were practically unbeatable last season, and then all of a sudden you bring in Thiago and Jota, and you've made it championship winning team better, team. which is all you've got to do. And, it's what you know. It's what United have done the Ferguson done for for years. They'd only buy one or two players or something. But you know, like when he bought Van Persie, um, that that's all he needed. He knew what he needed to, for them to win the league that season. Go out by Van Persie, score thirty odd goals wherever he got, and the league was won. That was it. As soon as you know that, and that's what Klopp's done. Like we've won the league. We want to main. We want to keep that. What do we need to improve? We need a more creative midfielder. You're gonna get fucking one of the most creative midfielders in the world. So if not the most. Yeah, so it's it's perfect work again for them, Klopp and Edwards and and everyone, everyone involved. You know, you can't like you said, you can't discredit like the likes of Pep and Linders there. Um so it's just, you know, masterclass again. And just a little shout out to Fenway Sports who just pay the pay the bill. Yeah. Well in lads, thank you. That's it. Who's the sound? Blagged we were skinned all summer and then uh Oh, we are skin to Everton. We're skin to Everton. Absolutely oh, yeah. Skin. League, so Congratulations, Everton, on winning the league after three games as well. I will bring the title to you personally, you gang of dickheads. <laughs> Enough about them. Uh, so, the other transfer news that's happened since we last, uh, since we were last year was, uh, and I'll go and so Kiana Hoover, or whoever, however you say his name. That however, is. whoever. Yeah. Um, I mean, the deal itself, what is it, 9 million, possibly rising to like 13, 14. For someone who's played what two three games, I mean, I think it's a I think it's a good deal. He wants to play more. He's Klopp's not obviously decided. That's what I mean. Klopp's obviously decided that Trent and Nico with his two right backs obviously doesn't think he's a, a winger. A winger. Where am I going? A centre back. Um, so if you're not going to play and you can get double figures for a teenager who's barely played why wouldn't you do it I've seen meltdowns all over Twitter you'd swear we just sold Salah for 9 mil and it, people are going off their heads I think that's part of the reason why Williams got a bit of abuse because yeah. people wanted whoever to stay and Williams to go which is again you, you can't judge it we don't know them enough but if you ask me I, I, I love seeing the academy kids doing well I love seeing that we, we bought him we brought him through I haven't seen a lot of them he hasn't been involved with the first team much. That tells you all you need to know. Klopp's given everyone a chance. You've, you've had kids who you've never heard of. Reese Williams starting the other yeah, day. Yeah. Never heard him in your life. And then he just pops up like bang, he's playing. Sounds. But if he's playing at Edwin, there's a reason for that. There's a reason. So yeah. nine million quid in your bank for nothing. Sounds, is it? <laughs> yeah. No. Good deal all round. Um he'll get game time at Wolves. 
And I imagine there's, there'll be like a, apparently in every deal we do with young players now there's a buyback clause. So I don't know whether there is or not. But no, I, I'm if, not too sure. Like, but I, I'm sure what I've, what I've read is that that's something Liverpool sign force upon every club, and that that's just the business we do. But as far as I'm concerned, getting getting nine mil for a kid who's not going to play, he's, he's going to sit there and rot on it on a bench or play under twenty three football. He might be just a bit better than under twenty three footy. So good luck to him. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like I say, good luck. I mean, I think. Um, like I say, perfect deal all around. Go for him. He gets to play. Go for Wolves. Get a good prospect. Go for us. We get money for a player who ain't really playing. So. Um, yeah, no, I'm happy with it. Yeah, no, he's made up. Yeah, I, I, that's me for you. I'm a yet no guy. Um, Mbappe, let's talk about him. 2021, is it happening? I, I, nine times out of ten, I'd say absolutely not, but you don't know with this Liverpool no. management and this Liverpool, these owners. What I've heard is that before he went to PSG, they met him and they've had him in their jet with his family and him and his family, I believe that PSG was going to give him a bigger opportunity at that moment of his career. But D wanted to keep in touch with Liverpool, and we've kept in touch. And then apparently he's running his contract down, so we get him for ninety million. Yeah. In right. next summer, there was rumours before we really even got with Nike that that was going to play a big, massive part of Mbappe coming to Liverpool. Would you turn down Mbappe to Liverpool for ninety million? Let's see how he plays next season. In today's market, I think somebody like Mbappe, who, let's be honest, he's probably after you know after the likes of Messi and Ronaldo retire, Neymar probably is following on that. He's he's the best player in the world for the next. He's, I think he's this going to be this you know this new generation's sort of Messi and Ronaldo. Can you turn a player like that down for ninety million? I don't think you can. It just depends on. Um, demands how he's going to f- come into the team does he come into the Liverpool team going right well say for instance because I'm confident we're going to win the league again and the European Cup I've just signed for the Champions of Europe the Champions of England they've won the FA Cup the League Cup the Community Shield they've won everything I'm Mbappe though I want 300 grand a week Yeah. I want to be the highest paid pay player and I want that disruption caused to the club now, before you bring in a player like that, I think a club like Liverpool discusses it with current players. I think Klopp would be saying to Salah and Mane, what do you think about playing with him? Yeah. You know, what do you think about playing behind him? And I think that's I think that's what we've got at the club at the minute. Um, was I having for 91 million in a heartbeat? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I say, for, for the age that he's at, what he's already achieved, and yeah, people say he's only playing against, you know, weaker opposition in France, but... That's not the point. I mean, you could say the same about a lot of players, and you know, they've come over and been unbelievable from France, from from Germany, from from different leagues all around the world that aren't considered as good as the Premier League. I don't think it matters as much anymore. You just can't judge it on that because obviously you can't buy players from abroad because they're not playing the Premier League. No. Because that's the standard for that. Yeah. But obviously he's excelled that league massively. He'd be able to play for anyone in the world. It's just financially. Whether it's got, for me, that's the only the, the only issue is would he come to Liverpool? Absolutely, who wouldn't? Well, if it, you've got a brain cell in your head, you'd sign for Liverpool. You play for Klopp. Another thing he might say is Klopp going to sign that extension in twenty twenty four. Yeah, he's only he's only going to be twenty two if he does come. I want the back on that Klopp sign and staying on. So, stuff like that. But yeah, that happened. That happened. Yeah. He, he get on the bench. Yeah. Him and Origi fighting for that last <laughs> place on the bench, like you know, wouldn't be too bad. So moving on to Chelsea performance. Um, well, what did you make of it? I think it's one of the best I've seen us play on the top. I thought we were absolutely brilliant, especially after the Leeds game when you're a little bit, little bit worried about what the defence is going to be like, and then you see Fabinho lining up there, and oh my God, well he was something else. He, he, out, he outshone Van Dijk as a centre half. He was absolutely. Outstanding. Timo Werner's got some of the fastest feet, and he couldn't get past. He couldn't get near him. He couldn't get past him. No. He just, just, just tr- literally running side by side with him, and then just taking the ball off him. It was. He was outstanding. I think as a as a team, a team performance. I think that's probably some of the best we want to see. It was a great performance, 
even if 10 men, people go on about 10 men, don't think they realise how hard it is to play against nine defenders and a goalie. Because there's no outlet anymore. When you, you're getting beat by Liverpool and you've got 10 men, you just defend and you look for a counter-attack. So it makes no difference, really. It doesn't no. make a difference. No, it doesn't. But I think, like you say, Fabinho, for me, even though, uh, even though Mane got the two goals, Fabinho, for me, was man of the match. Outstanding. Um, I, I wasn't actually worried when when, when I seen Fabinho lining up at centre-back because I thought, first I thought, if, if Klopp didn't think he was up to the job, he wouldn't put him there. And I just thought... I thought back to the Bayern game where probably people thought exactly the same as what they were thinking against Chelsea. What's he doing? He's not a centre-back. He's up against one of the best strikers in the world, Robert Lewandowski. Not a, no problem for him. I wasn't so and much worried of him playing there. I was more worried that it didn't quite work out against Leeds with two proper centre-halves. And now you're playing the centre-mid centre-half. So I was a bit concerned that they just mightn't be ready. But, yeah. it's class. but see, I think sometimes when you've got like a, a sort of makeshift centre-half, is he's not going to even he's a midfielder yet, but he's not going to be as he's not going to play like a midfielder in defence, and I think he's not going to take as many risks as a proper sort of ball playing centre half would. So Gomez knows that he can rely on his speed and stuff like that. So he might push up higher than what Fabinho would, whereas Fabinho just like right, I just want to defend. So he might stay back kind of thing more, and he won't come out of his position. So I think he's I think he's always going to be more set for the attack than what Gomez might be. Don't be wrong, Gomez is great, he's, he's brilliant. But I think too much he, he relies on his speed because he, he knows he can. He's chasing his now, I think Gomez chases his tail nearly all the day. I think he, he's positionally not as good as Fabinho centre half. No. And as you say, maybe Fabinho knows he hasn't got that pace. Fabinho reminds me of Sam Ipier. He just stayed where he had to be. He took a yard off the faster players and with his leg, he just chucked the ball. Yeah. Uh, so Werner would go to knock it past him, and before he's even touched it, the ball's gone. Yeah. Fabinho's got it, and he's playing it out. Thought well, he was brilliant. One, what I know, I think what it puts into perspective as well, which is probably something that maybe hasn't been picked up about Fabinho before, is how good his reading of the game is, because he knew what Werner was going to do every time, like you say. Werner didn't have a, a look in with him. And I think it, it goes to show like how good his reading of the game is, which, as I say, I don't think maybe it's been picked up in the past. No, he's just, again, he's, he's a step ahead of, of attackers, certainly, um, defensively. He's just he's just there all the time. You, yeah. can, you can rely on him, like Van Dijk, and hopefully soon like Thiago. I yeah. just think he's, he's he's another one of them players you can you can look at and you go, he stands out here. He's yeah, such, such a good player. Uh, forget Fabinho as well for now um, just talking about the actual overall performance defensively thought we were great the way we attacked we were just relentless we, we smelt a bit of blood and we went for it even it when great. it was 11 against 11 no I mean we were just we were so much better than them you could tell straight away and that Chelsea team is what's happening to that Chelsea team at the minute is exactly what everyone's been saying it's all well and good bringing these you know four or five supposedly world-class players in but they're not going to gel straight away they're not and they're not you look at it yesterday with Chelsea against West Brom 3-0 down at half time like I'm looking score for them three kids exactly yeah so you've got you've got a we were just you could tell we you could tell we've been together as a team longer than they have we are a we're well well-oiled machine now you know what I mean and we just we blew them away like Leeds I think surprised us because I don't, I, I still say we, I don't think we gave Leeds enough, enough respect going into that game. It was like the Norwich game the season before, and yeah. they come at us. And to be fair, they, but our keeper was busy. They could have scored four yeah, or five yeah. goals themselves. And it's just you need to that kick up the arse sometimes. And to go, you know what? Yeah, we're back. And Klopp said that after the game, he was like, "Wow, I enjoyed that because you don't think that the champions are going to have to get that, like nitty gritty no, that early." And and we did, and we you know, we come out on top. No, um, but we were just, I'd say, we were never, ever endangered in that game. There wasn't a single moment watching it where I thought, even when they were attacking, I didn't ever think, shit, these are going to do something. Yeah, it was just, it was the most, it was our best performance, I'd say, since Leicester, the way. That, that penalty, would, if that had went in, it would have been a travesty. But again, it's worked in our favour. It wasn't a foul. It was, no, it not wasn't even a penalty. Don't see the point in VAR if they can't overturn shit like that. It's absolutely pointless. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, I agree. It worked in our favour because Allison needs a little bit of confidence and he yeah. got it, and it was a good, 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 good save. I, I had to personally apologise to 
Alison, even if you'll never see it, because Community Shield, I was saying, like, uh, I, I said that the Community Shield, Alison's the best goalkeeper we've had in my life by a mile. But, like, put Peggy Arfex, I think, all for penalties. Because he, he just lies down. Yeah, but then, and then he saves that, and I'm like, shit. You've got to wear a hat with the, with the coaches. Yeah. We've, we've said this before. Like John Especially this that, season, there's going to be tons of penalties given this season with Daniel Ambora. Ridiculous. Um, and so that's going to have to be something we're going to have to work on. But like you say, he needed that confidence boost. And he even said, I think Alison said himself, didn't he? Like he, he was feeling a bit down after the community yeah. year because he didn't save one. And then he's got it now against, you know, who was it? Jorginho never missed a penalty for Chelsea. And now you know that's a big that's a that's a big step for for Alison there. I think yeah, it that's is. massive for him. So I'm made up that he say obviously I'm made up that he saved it, but I'm made up for him personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, have to be, uh, he needed it. Yeah, and it wouldn't have been a fair reflection on the game if they if they got a goal. To be honest, they didn't deserve. They didn't deserve a goal. A goal. So they um, didn't. We, yeah. we deserved a clean sheet, and we deserved to win. It was like a training game at times. At eleven men. Yeah. So when they went down to ten, I was thinking it's going to get a little bit tougher because. We're going to be playing against a fucking defense yeah. now, a defensive wall where effectively one attacker is going to just they're going to just lob the ball over the top, but I had the confidence that they, they weren't going to get through. Yeah, so um, no, it, like I say, it was, a, it was a perfect performance in many ways. Um, the penalty would, would have been the only blip, and a, a, like you say, it wasn't it wasn't a penalty. I, I don't even think it touched them myself. Made no contact with him, so. The just the speed he was running was, and he, he it sort of got he intercepted and diverted him to where he wanted to be yeah he, he's jumped out the way and he's got a penalty for it that's yeah. why English reps don't uh, referees don't get jobs in Europe anymore because yeah. they're absolutely shite and they're backed up by the two, you know what the, I think the problem is with referees in England is they're too afraid to say no to VAR so even what one was it um, I can't remember what game I was watching yesterday but you know it's like they're looking at the monitor more this season which is per, which is great it's what they should have been doing last season. But it's almost like they're going, I've looked at the monitor now, I'm going to have to give it. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, the reason you're looking at it is to, to understand and get a proper reading of, of what the, happened. The Everton penalty. That was a joke. Look at the Everton penalty. The lad can't move his arm. arm. It's not because it's Everton, he can't move his arm. The egg has gone right to his arm. But it's not even that. It's not like you know, people were saying the one we got, the first one against Leeds, wasn't a penalty. Like, he was trying to take off, he was trying to fly. His arm was up there. <laughs> His arm was by his by his head. Like you can't say it's not a penalty, but that one yesterday, Joel Ward, they had, they had one be- about ten minutes before it, which they said no for, which was the right decision. Yeah. And then ten minutes later, he does another one. His arm's pretty much in the same position, but they go, yeah, that's a that's it's a bizarre. It makes no sense. And then, like I understand, it's it's not the referee's fault. It's the it's the law's fault at the minute yeah. with the handball. But referees have got to have that. Bit of fucking, they've got to have a, a they've bit got of balls be, about them. They've got to override it. They've yeah. got to be able to say I'm the fucking referee this game. If they don't, paid at the end of the day, VAR doesn't make the decisions. VAR just goes, I think you should look at this. So the referees have got to have the balls to go, well, no, it's my decision. That's not a penalty or that's not an handball. Whatever they need, the final decision has got to be with them. And I think that's what the problem was with VAR last season. People thought VAR making the decision. The referee saying that's not a penalty, and VAR going, "Hang on a minute, no, that is a penalty." And he's going, "Oh, sorry," but it does seem like it is more the referee's decision now. But like we say, they've got to have that bit of sort of confidence about them. They're not their decision to say, "I've you no, I'm right." Or even like the sending off for him in that Brighton game the other day when um, that Bashuma's turned it to Shawn Michaels. And kicked Yeah, yeah, turned into him and kicked Lewis in the face. Switching music. <laughs> you know, the referee gave him a yellow card at first, went and looked at it and went, Alright, yeah, I got it wrong, fair enough, it's a red. And but that that type of thing should be happening. Same with Christensen. Um how some people were saying that how Fra- Frank Lampard saying that's not a clear red. Like I don't think he's a fucking cowboy cop He's a dickhead. You know, I used to like Frank Lampard. I genuinely didn't. I no, I, I, well, I, I used to wake on the buffy after him. <laughs> <laughs> no, alright, I wouldn't say I liked Frank Lampard, but I never used to mind him because I always thought he was just a. When he was a player anyway, he never seemed to be like causing trouble or anything. He always seemed to be honest in what he was saying. And since he became a manager, especially against us for some reason, he's turned into a He's got that little Mourinho thing against us where he just hates us because we're better than him and it's just envy. Yeah. Um, but, I, I, but again, he gave him a yellow card with that, Christensen. When and looked at it, went 
shift hang on yeah to get like hard and rugby maybe not I footy know, not even there <laughs> just sending off getting on the um, getting on the bike and going in the shin bin honestly it was, that was the most but even that arm arm ball wheel like look at um, Chelsea's goal the other day the lads, bro- the lads controlled it with his hand yeah passed the ball and they've gone no because it wasn't immediately involved in yeah, the ball no, so it's, it's a goal it's fucking shambolic mate the they rule is well you hit the nail on the head it's ruining football no one's enjoying it as much because you don't know what's real and what's not you could celebrate a goal five minutes later it's not a fucking goal full time whistle goals you've, you've, you've got a point you've got a point at Man United oh no actually bring it back it's a fucking penalty it's pathetic just yeah. scrap the AR give referees like I say, the problem is at the minute, I don't think the problem is necessarily VAR. The problem is the actual rule itself. No, the rule for handball, the lawmakers for handball is the handball problem. But VAR still is shit. It's absolutely pointless. The VAR needs to be just a thing to consult, and that's it. If the referee, it shouldn't be VAR saying to the ref, I think you should have a look at this. It should be the referee making a decision and going, and going I want to have another look at that. The referee should be the one indicating the VAR that he wants to look at it, yeah. in my opinion, not the other way around. But look at rugby as well, the way the, way the rugby does it. challenges. No, but you can hear everything. Yeah. You can hear on the rugby, the players can hear, the fans know what's going on. Right, we're looking at this incident, is it a yellow card or a red card? Actually, it's a red card, sorry. Right? Yeah. Is it a goal? Is it on ball? Do it, let us all hear it. Let's all go, let's see what he's fucking problem, talking yeah. about. Yeah. No one's got a clue. It's, it's, it's shit. It is. Fuck this VAR. Anyway, we've kind of turned off Chelsea there a little bit oh no, Lincoln uh, Lincoln so yeah I I mean the performance itself I thought was, was very good um, it was nice seeing some of the players in there that Reese Williams um, I, I missed the first half of so life still working I went back and watched it but uh, Reese Williams looked good um, for the most part he looked great with Van Dijk yeah he looked a different player without Van Dijk um, he looked like Van Dijk <laughs> yeah it was interesting to me that Lincoln seemed even Lincoln League One seemed to be more open to attacking when Van Dijk went off. Yeah, which goes to show how good Van Dijk yeah, is for me. Just, like, just, but, but when, when I see, don't get me wrong, when I seen the line up and I thought, seeing that defense, I seen Van Dijk and I was a bit shocked, and I seen the defense and the, the, the team as a whole, I was a little bit like, here we go again. And then James Pierce put a, a tweet up saying, like this time last year when we done this, we had no confidence in this team. Because you know they weren't at the standard. They've had another year of training and that new few new faces, and this is the level of the squad now. And he was right. We just we walked it. It was like a training day. And players like Minamino coming in, Shakiri was outstanding. I think Minamino was one I made up for because I think when he scored against us in the Champions League, I think everyone kind of went, he's a bit alright. Him and then we bought him, and he he was low. I think. What I noticed about Minamino last season when we first got him is I think he was too eager to make an impression, and so I don't think he got many chances though. He, he didn't, but when he did, I thought he was I thought he was trying a bit too hard. I I thought, I did, I thought he was not playing mile. his game. I thought he stood out an absolute mile against Lincoln. I thought he on as a player on the pitch, I think he was the best player on the pitch by a mile. I think he stood out massively. Every t- I loved him. I, I just on it before about like players like Ben Ayew where you don't know where he's going to go and he's like that he yeah. gets the ball he'll have the ball on his right foot and he'll switch it to his left foot and play it to the left yeah. do you know what I mean he's a um, very clever player very very like tidy yeah he is he, I, I like and him. I think the fact you know it's probably the one thing that the, the break with the whole coronavirus helped is it's helped integrate him more into the squad yeah. because they've had that extra time it might alright yeah it might have been through like Zoom meetings and stuff like that but they've still got to know each other better. He's had more time to work with the staff and the squad and stuff like that. And I think now, where he's, I think he's seen it better. If the season had finished as normal, and it would have started at the same time, I don't know if Minamino would have been as good as he is at the minute. I think having that extra time because of how the season played out has helped him a lot. I think it's time to settle into, don't forget as well, settling into family life, setting it, meeting new players, meeting new staff, understanding the city. It, it is hard for foreign players sometimes, especially when you've come from another country, but you speak a different language from that country as well. Yeah. So you're, um, he, he was gonna, he was always going to struggle, but he, he's, he's, he's looking very good. much part of the team, he's very, very much good. part of the squad. He's, he, he looks a great player. But on the one we mentioned before, like Shaqiri, uh, looked very good. Looked tight. Looked. He looked like. He looked like that. For me, Shakir. He looked a bit like that player who 
you shouldn't really be playing in that game because you should be a fully fledged first team player if you know what I mean yeah. um, he, he just he, I think he was a he was a class apart but I don't think he had a good as good a game as Minamino as you say um, and another one I was surprised to see but I made up for him was uh, Grivich he played well yeah he's someone I've always liked yeah, and I'm, I've wanted to see him stay um, I was surprised when I seen his name there because I don't know that he is going to stay but as far as I'm concerned with the, the amount of games we play he's another one who can play like defensive and attacking he looks very good I, I, um, I enjoyed watching him to be honest yeah and I made up for him he got his, uh, got his goal at the end um, but it was a good performance as I say I think Lincoln got a, a, a bit a bit of confidence when Van Dijk went off and that's when he got the two goals I think the first one I think there was a couple of little mistakes in there from defensively like Will, uh, Nico Williams trying to play out got caught with the ball fair enough but you're going um, to get that every time you try and play out yeah when it's going to happen it's one of them things you that's, just, that's just, what you can only get better by learning yeah. that's, that's um, what it is and then I think the other bit of notice with their first goal was um, Rich Williams he, he dove in twice when maybe he didn't need to but again he's what 18, 19 yeah. learning curve I'm, I'm more than happy with how we played there was loads of mistakes and you're going to get loads of mistakes um, and that's where I, you pick up on them one thing I do want to mention because he's had a lot of stick as well is Adrian he played very well I thought he, he couldn't couldn't help either goal and he made a good few saves he made which, a few belt saves he come out the right time as well yeah exactly yeah. he looked very good um, thankfully the, the athletic game hasn't affected him mentally um, it could have done because again he's another one Fans were giving him a lot of stick after that. Um, You'll never walk alone and all that. One of the bollocks. No. But that's it. Fans were giving him a lot of stick, thankfully. It hasn't affected him mentally, and he had a very good game, so more than happy with Adrian. And Curtis Jones was world class again, but we'll talk well, about him in a bit. Yeah, Curtis Jones, well, uh, we will get to him. So let's look ahead to uh, tomorrow and Thursday. Um, nice that we can talk about the same team with that. Yeah, nice and easy. Um, I think, I mean, we know how they're going to play, and we know they're going to try and nick a goal and sit back um, and that's where Thiago comes into it in my opinion mentioned it before I think with against teams that are going to want to sit back and defend Thiago is that key that unlocks them he's going to yeah they they might nick a goal and try and sit back but if Thiago's on the pitch it's not going to do them any good I don't think I'm going to put my neck on the line here and say we're going to have to do all them away tomorrow I think they're going to do it exactly what you said I think they're gonna they're gonna play defensive, try and nick a goal. I think we'll get an early goal and they'll have to come out to us. That fucks their whole system up. Yeah. I think we'll just pick them up. I think we'll do what we've done to Chelsea. Um I think Chelsea are probably a better team than Arsenal, but Arsenal at the minute are a better unit. Yeah. Which is something I haven't said for years because no. they've never been a unit. But they've 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 got threats, they've definitely got threats, they've got a quite a strong midfield, um, a very strong attack. Yeah. Probably like it's up there the, the but um, um, I, I think we'll absolutely blow them away yeah I think no, Mikel Arteta um, is, is doing a better job than I thought he would do in all honesty I think he just took them back to being they, we, we said it last time like Graham Taylor style yeah work with what you've got don't try and play world class footy if you haven't got a world That's class it. side I think he knows play defensive if you've got to play defensive and pick teams off if you, if you can and he can so yeah. shall, we, shall we go tomorrow no. but it's either going to be it's obviously this is like a Michael Owen shot. It's going to be close, or it's not. But it is. It's going to be like if they get an early goal. It's going to be a struggle for us to get through that that wall. Yeah. But if we get an early goal, I think we'll absolutely pick them off yeah, and take the piss. Yeah. In it both all, in both games. How the game's going to go rest on who gets the first goal. I just hope on the, the Thursday game. Part of me wants to say reward the younger lads. Yeah. and give them the game because they deserve it but part of me wants to, to see a man and a salad on the yeah. bench in case it goes to To be honest with you I would be happy if that same starting eleven provided they're all fit from Lincoln played again and then like you said you'd have the insurance of Mane and Salah on the yeah. bench Thiago on the bench have they're that insurance yeah, they're have going to have Lacazette and Aubameyang on the yeah. bench isn't they? and someone like Thiago you know, he's a serial winner look how many trophies he's won at Bayern Munich he you know as fans, you'll get fans who, who say the Carol Cup's a Mickey Mouse Cup. I hate it. But I hate people who do that because at the end of the day, it's a bit of silverware in February. And yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a board, but it's a process to, to carry on. You get that hunger. Yeah. Thiago gets a cup, Minamino gets his cup, and you, they're all dying hungry. for it. They're all yeah. hungry to, to yeah. carry on. And, uh, but that's mean, it. Thiago's a serial winner. He's the type of player who wants to win everything, anything and everything. He doesn't care what it is. 
if we were in a friendly tournament in the summer, he'd, he'd treat it like it was a Champions League final because he'd want to win it. He's just got that mentality about him. You don't play for Barcelona and Bayern Munich if you haven't got that mentality about you. Unfortunately, I just think I think Klopp does actually overlook the competition a little bit. And I think, I think, I think he's got a little bit yeah. of like anger towards it because when we had to play, yeah. we had to play in the competition when we were in the yeah. um, we had the World Club Cup as well. And I, I think he just thinks fuck you. I'm not asked. Yeah. He didn't even do the interview for it. He just no, fucking no. said pepper. But that's the thing. You look at you, like our, the competitions in our country have always been overlooked. I remember, well, I, I don't remember it properly, but back when United won the Champions League in '99, yeah. they fucked the, the FA Cup off altogether to go to to go and play in the Club World Cup. Like, imagine if that happened now, you get absolutely slated and destroyed for it. See, I think, but I'll, I think they've always been overlooked because it's it's. It's just the FA Cup or just the League Cup. See, the FA Cup for me is absolutely magic. I love it. I hate that we, do, we don't really take it serious sometimes. I don't think there's a better cup final than the FA Cup. I love it. Yeah. I think it's one of the best. I think it's being ruined with the new Wembley because it's shit. It's being ruined by the semi-final being at Wembley because that's shit. Yeah. It's been, it's been ruined by the likes of fucking what the new rules where they're going to start going to you no know, replays like imagine playing like Kidderminster and you're their ground and then they get to come to Anfield and they've took that away from them and yeah. just, just our last that, that was the magic of the cup where you could be playing someone little like that and they get to come earn millions off, off your gate because that's what Liverpool give our gate usually to, yeah, yeah, to the do. smaller clubs so what uh, did you prefer did you prefer Cardiff for the yeah, FA Cup uh, I've never got the chance to go to the old Wembley, but from what I've heard, it was magnificent. The new Wembley shite. Cardiff went there for the League Cup in 2005, and it pisses all over Wembley. Does it? Absolutely, yeah. See, I've never, I've never been to either one, but what, like watching them on watching the finals on the telly, the the finals of Cardiff did feel for some reason more special. Than, the, than like the 2012 finals. The stands closer to the pitch, so it's like a. It's like, an, like a home stadium. Yeah, but whereas Wembley, you, you could be playing anywhere in Europe. It's like that. It's like that shit. It's got to run. Yeah, it, yeah it's actually, I mean. it, you know, it's just shit. <laughs> it's just a shit stadium. The way it, I just don't even the the seats aren't close. It's like being on a fucking Virgin flight. You've got loads of leg room. Sometimes you don't want it. Sometimes yeah. you want to sniff the head of the person. <laughs> sometimes that, you want to be able to not walk up more into me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, no, I think. Um, say, we, I'm looking we, forward to the game tomorrow. I want to take them both. I want to take all cup series. Yeah, I, 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 I want to try and win every. But difference this year is that the kids that have come up, the likes of Curtis Jones, and then you've got the likes of Griffiths who haven't had a chance, and your Shakiris. Yeah, these have got the potential to probably go not far only that. in these competitions. Yeah, and not only that. Unlike last year, we haven't got the club World Cup hindering. The hindering, unfortunately. I, well, no, you know what I mean. No, it's because let's be honest. I think. That City last year, that Man City team, we would have over two legs, we would have beat them in the semi final. Um, and I, I, to be honest, I think if we could have took that as serious as we wanted to, maybe last year, we would have went on and won it quite easily. I think. And that that's what frustrates me though, because when when I look at it, see, we don't know the ins and outs of what the players have to go through. But if you're saying to me, like you're playing a Carabao Cup game on a Tuesday, and then you're playing on a Saturday, and then you're playing. Say Champions League on a Wednesday and then you're playing on a Sunday. Any footballer worth the salt wants to be doing that. Yeah, they want to play. He said about Van Dyke when he asked Van Dyke if he wants to play, and he, he didn't. Don't know how he's going to react. Like, what are you picking me for? I could get injured. You know, he's like fucking bring it on. Yeah, yeah. Want to play? And every player should be like that. And I do believe they are. I just think Klopp sometimes thinks what's worth risking one of them players when we've got we've got Arsenal in the league yeah. on Monday. Why so, play? Yeah. You can't understand it, but still. I'm glad. I think we're at a level now where we can play a weakened side as such and still have a chance. Yeah, I agree. Um, the little two sort of touching points with uh, the Arsenal game is apparently I I haven't really seen much of it. And I think you said the same. But apparently, Allison and Thiago were injured or got knocks and haven't trained over the weekend. Um, but again, I haven't I haven't seen. What a load of bollocks! <laughs> no, it's either. I haven't heard nothing of it. I've heard, I heard Alison was training alone because of a little a little knock, and it's it's nothing. Heard nothing about Thiago being injured. Um, I, I when they asked Klopp if he was playing, I think it was only yesterday. 
and he basically laughed and said he'd be in contention, which obviously he's playing. So, so. yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Um, should be two good games um, against a fairly tough opposition. Prediction for Arsenal in the league. In the league, three uh, 0 Sounds. What about you? Four 0 Okay. League Cup prediction. Three two. One nil. I think that's going to be a bit closer. Um, okay, so we're going to move on. Someone we mentioned uh, about the Lincoln game. Uh, Curtis Jones, what a player! <laughs> he just looks everything you want in a midfielder. He's, he's absolutely, absolutely unbelievable. He's class lad. He's uh, not going to roll, not going to say what. I'm not going to use the, the fucking Gerard word. I'm no. Not going to compare oh. him. He's his own player. He's got. But when when I watch him play, I've seen him for the under eighteens, I've seen him for the under twenty threes, he shines out an absolute mile ahead of everyone in his, yeah, in his age level. He's he's got the wouldn't call it arrogance, he's got the the belief, he's got the self belief in himself. He's got a flair, he he's got a swagger. Yeah, he has. He's I just he's just a proper proper little scouser. But he's, he's such, want to do well. And you he's watch him play, it. he's such a smart player. Like the way he's took that, the way he's took both his goals. Actually, the way he's wriggled out, got away from the players to get the shots away. But even that first goal was just like, like for like Everton, bang, yeah, the yeah. exact same. Take a touch, knock it to the side. Same Stop combination as well. Exactly the same, the same like, thing, lad. But he's just, he's so smart. He's such, he's going to be absolute. Like, don't even know. I think he's unbelievable at the moment. But he is going to be like phenomenal. Imagine him in, year, yeah, in a couple I, of years. I know we go on about it, but imagine him now playing alongside Thiago. In training and picking up what he can pick up from him. Play, don't get me wrong, Henderson, great leader, great captain, great player, and he'll look up to him, he'll look up to Ronaldo, he'll, he'll look at the way Keita drives up. But yeah. imagine playing with a player like Thiago, who's just that elegance and calm. Curtis Jones is very like that, he's not erratic, he's no. just dead, dead. He can slow the game down when he wants to, he can pick up the pace, play a 30 yard ball, shoot from anywhere. I, I think he's going to be brilliant, I, I think he's going to be part of this. Massive impact player this season. I do, yeah, absolutely. I think he's 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 coming through at the perfect time in terms of midfielders at Liverpool because everything you'd want as a midfielder, he can pick up on from different players in the squad. Like you say, he can pick up that calmness, that vision, that just knowledge from Thiago. He can pick up the the leadership, the the willingness, the just the heart and the hunger from Henderson. Wijnaldum, he's got, he can pick up like Dutch. Yeah, he can pick up the Dutch. <laughs> he can pick up Wijnaldum's rapping. No, um, he can pick up like just that energy, that engine that Wijnaldum's got. He doesn't stop. You know what I mean? Keita, uh, and again, he's another one. He's just there's so much for him to learn from the midfielders we've got at the minute. James Milner, he can learn from him how to play until he's 67. <laughs> It's just, he's got everything you'd want at the minute, and it's the perfect time to be, for him to be coming through. Yeah, he's got um, some. He's got some great individuals around him. I think everyone who's discussed him said how good he's going to be. He's playing with world class players. He's having to defend against world class attackers. Yeah. He's getting the chance to set up world class attackers. He's playing amongst great midfielders, but he is above him, above anything. He's his, his own player. Yeah, he's himself, and he's different than anything we've got or had. Yeah, and he's just an and he's got a bit of a personality about him, which makes him likable going forward. Like, did you see his interview after the game? When he thanked everyone, yeah. Oh, like, as he said, we, we can't have anyone gifted to you, so you'll have to gift it to yourself. Just want to uh, thank everyone who voted. <laughs> I, I, he'd be, be getting absolute hell in the dressing yeah. room for that. You know, give me a plaque up in the, in the dressing room in that forum. But he, as I say, he's, he's a like he's a likable he's a likable lad. So it's gonna it's gonna help him. People will want him to do well. Yeah, just because of that alone. That's it. I feel like if you went on Britain's Got Talent, you'd vote for him because he's just a yeah, nice lad. I know, yeah, exactly. And he'd just be doing wheelies on the stage in the North <laughs> Face coat, wouldn't he? <laughs> and people would go, ah, yeah, please. Like, Tito. I'd vote for him, lad. He, he's just Tito, but he's a footy player. Uh, no, he's, he's boss and he's going to be he's gonna be phenomenal, as so I say. He keeps his head down, stays out of trouble, be professional, as he has been, and, and learn, and take yeah. it on the chin that he's not going to play every week. Because sometimes players like that, when you are getting praise like this and he is getting it and he deserves it, yeah. do you go, right, I might go and captain fucking Sheffield United or Wolves here for yeah. a few years. Or do you go, listen, I'll sit I, I here, play for bite me tongue and I'll play and I'll play. Yeah. No, he's, he's going to be phenomenal and I'm looking forward to seeing how he develops. 
uh, in you know in the coming seasons. So we are sort of coming to the end here, but we're going to finish like we did last time with uh, the mystery questions. So uh, you went first last time, I'll go first this time. Uh, very simple, and you have got to pick someone here. So you know, I'd say nobody for this because with me question, I know your first thought will be nobody straight away. So if you had to pick one player from uh, another Premier League team at the moment, what who would to join Liverpool? Who would it be and why? Nobody. See, no. Um, any player from the Premier League? Yeah. Danny Ings. Fair enough. Why? Why would you say because Danny Ings? Because he's firstly because I love him because I think he's he's an absolutely sound lad from all the times I've been for me dinner with him and that. I think he from what what you heard of him, the way Klopp spoke about him, the way the team spoke about him, absolutely great lad. He deserves to be at a at a big club. I think he this never went well for him at Liverpool. I'd love not more than to give him another chance. I think he's young enough to, to merit it. I think he's good enough to merit it. I think I'd love to see it happen. And I think he'd score. If if you put him if you when we talked about Mbappe before Obviously, different levels, but if you put him up front with Firmino behind you and Manu and Salah either side and Thiago, say Thiago, Henderson, and Keaton in midfield, he's scoring 20 to 30 goals a season. For yeah, the I get it. Yeah, I would. Yeah. <laughs> state, state that you was just off the cuff, that state of mind that you had. Had okay, so um, you, you're gonna, I'm gonna answer all the questions. Well. Come on, yeah, so I'm not gonna let you have just completely stole my answer. I was going to say Danny Ings myself so completely again off the cuff who I'm going to go for I'm going to say Conor Cody just because I think there's talk that we're in for a centre back at the minute anyway and if we were going to get one out of the Premier League who better at the minute for, than Conor Cody for a number of reasons he's good on the ball he is actually a very good footballer but he's, he loves Liverpool he's a Liverpool fan yeah. through through. if we put him in against Van, if we put him in next to Van Dijk He's playing his heart out for ninety minutes. He will give us all for the cause, and that's something you wouldn't get from anybody else. So I'd have to go him if it wasn't Danny Ings. Yeah, we're a sentimental bunch, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Um, what would I ask you then? And I haven't thought of one. <laughs> if you could, if you could bring one player back that plays Liverpool, no. If you could bring one player back from the past, yeah. To play in this current side, out of any player that's ever played for Liverpool, who would you have? That's a good question. Um, yeah. I, um, I don't know. Ian Rush. Wow, what a shot. Um, clinical goal scorer. Anyway. And I think if you put him in, if you put a primary and rush in now with the likes of Thiago and Firmino behind him, like Ian Rush is scoring 50, 60 goals a season. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Uh, so I'll, I'll reverse that to you. Who would you pick? Jamie Carragher. Okay. For the, for the opposite. the opposite, I think we need it. I think I've said it a few times about Gomez. I think he's chasing his tail a lot of the game. Um, Imagine Jamie Carragher next to Van Dijk. Someone along like with Henderson leading being aggressive being that little nasty bastard that when someone got one of our players he's going to just volley it all out the pitch I think we need a bit of that in our team uh, and just just telling everyone off I just I'd love to see him flying in not playing footy just one player who couldn't play footy just <laughs> whack someone yeah. win the ball and then let Van Dijk play the footy and play it out I'd love to see category Van Dijk fair enough great job there so we, we're going to leave it there today. Um, again, you'll be able to find us on Spotify, on Apple, on Google. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us, give us a rating on Apple. We do want to get as high as we can in the rankings there, so as many people as possible are able to, to listen to us and find us. Um, as we always say, if anybody's got any feedback for us whatsoever, we welcome it, positive or negative. Give us a shout on, on Twitter. At, right. LF, <laughs> at LFC Groove. Um, we're on Instagram and Facebook at the Liverpool Group so as I say give us a shout um, again like we always say we're, we want to help we want to promote local we want to help local so if there's anybody out there who 
you know, wants a little, wants a shout out or anything, or just, you know, wants us, if anybody's got any questions for us, absolutely anything, just just get in touch, we want to interact with you, so give us a shout, you know where to find us, and um, anything you want to add to the end, Jay? No, just be aware that we're obviously, we're brand new to this, we haven't come through all sorts of media and all that, like, like some of the other podcasts, and we're just learning, we're learning on the job, trying to put our passion towards something positive that we both enjoy, so just give us a chance, just have a little listen. Um, obviously you're listening now hopefully so give us a, give us a bit of feedback interact take part in our questions we're asking each other tell us what you disagree with what you do agree with um, and just uh, just helps us do something we enjoy we know there's a load out there where it's trying to be a little bit a little bit different um, and if there's any advice or you can offer any support give us a shout no uh, yeah thank, thanks for listening and uh, we'll be back with you very soon Sports Social Podcast Network